Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode. And I'm not kidding when I say exciting. We've got a lot of things to talk about this crazy, crazy world, right, Clay? It's uh, pretty bonkers out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, another good week of uh, material being provided for us. We didn't even have to look for it. So uh, yeah. can't wait to get into it. Yes, same. It's going to be a blast. So stick around, guys. <laughs> goodness. So, uh, you know, we're, we're professionals here and we have our topics planned out pretty much. Usually we know what we're going to talk about. And then, then they throw us a curveball yep. and they have something pretty crazy happen. And, uh, so we're, we're going to talk, we're going to kind of talk about that first very briefly, and then we'll move into our topics, but, uh, Let's talk about it. Kevin McCarthy, he is out of here and uh, pretty unceremoniously. Well, I guess ceremoniously. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, processorily, I think it's probably the right term. Yeah, yeah, I yeah mean, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, Matt Gates did did procedurally what you would do, right? He And he said he was going to do it. it. It wasn't a shock that it came today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, up front, not you know, a guy with not necessarily a stellar reputation himself, Mr. Right. Representative Matt Gates. Um, you know, and then and then offers up the I don't know, it's not a motion. What is it? I he he offered up, you know, he wanted a vote, whatever he called for a vote, you know, yeah. Star Wars movie, the vote of no confidence um in the speaker. And uh and it passed. And uh Mr. McCarthy is now, you know, he's not necessarily out of a job, but he's out of that job. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit it's stunning and it's not stunning, right? And you know, people always capture the best pictures. This is uh, this is him, and that's about how he's. It's pretty much how he's feeling right now. I'm thinking, um, yeah, you know, I mean, based on everything, and and like I say, you know, there's going to be so much to talk about this, and and we'll save it for you know another another episode when we find out next steps, and because uh, this is unprecedented, this has never happened, and uh, it's uh, it's made the first for everything. Uh, category. <laughs> but, um, you know, he has not had a lot of popularity. I mean, he got in by the skin of his teeth. No one's been uh, very happy with him. And, uh, and you know, I agree with you. Uh, Gates is uh, he's an interesting figure, for sure. Uh, he can be, um, he can make enemies pretty quickly. But like you said, too, he, um, he said what he was going to do and he did what he said. So something to be said for that. Yeah, I, it'll be it'll be interesting because because of the chaos in the aftermath. I mean, like you said, right. unprecedented, um, you know, so now they've got to install a new speaker. So they'll have to go through that entire process. Right. Which is right. going to take, you know, a vote. And it's not like 
you know, when when speakers traditionally turn over, it's because there's been a turnover in majority of the House or somebody has announced that they're retiring, which, again, is even, you know, is rare in and of itself. So there's preparation. There's people know it's coming. You know, they know who at least is, you know, the targeted next speaker. You know, McCarthy was in this crowd when, you know, when when Pelosi, you know, moved out and and the Democrats lost the majority. So, you know, this is out of the blue. So if it's not McCarthy, then then who is it? And and to be honest with you, I I don't have a clue. I I really don't. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, I t- I took to the the good old uh, rumor mill there over on uh, X, formerly Twitter, and uh, you know just just to take a glance to see who everybody was throwing out there, and uh, I saw JD Ru- or JD Rucker threw out uh, Alan West's name. Uh, of course, you got your your large handful throwing Trump's name out there, and you know I who the heck knows who the heck I don't expect it would be Trump by any means, but uh, it, well, you know. I mean. It can't be unless he's going to get right. elected to his seat. And you know what? And and just very quickly, I, I kind of actually forgot about until right this second. Um, that's another thing. Uh, not really even worth talking about other than just mentioning. But uh, Supreme Court uh, dismissed the whole or won't even consider the whole notion of uh, disqualifying him. So that's uh, and but there's so many there's so many suits and motions. I mean, I don't even. Yeah. I, is, that's why it's it's barely even worth mentioning. But mentioning it anyway for uh, for those who care for those who are keeping score <laughs> yeah. and somebody is there's somebody is somebody, somebody is there. and and yeah, bully for them and, and i thank them for doing that because then i'll just use their information <laughs> yeah it, it'll be interesting to see whose name gets thrown out there though and who really becomes the front runner you know is it going to be a, a new blood junior you know younger um, is it going to be an old hat? You know, who who's it going to be? And I think it's going to matter. But I think it's very indicative of this entire, you know, not just the administration, but the direction that the capital is going as a whole is it's just complete and utter chaos on a daily basis. Yeah. Every time you think it can't get worse, it does. Yeah, it feels like um, it feels like a, some political version of the Maury Povich show. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got right. You've got Fetterman in shorts. You've got, you yeah. know, somebody getting kicked out of their job. You've got I mean, the list is so long of things that make your head explode, uh, you know, and, just, and carjackings. I mean, you get a representative that gets carjacked, right? Yes, I, that's right. Yeah. It, this is like, uh, you know, Days of Our Lives, Washington, D.C. version. I mean- like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our politicians' lives. You know, as soon as we have a twin marrying his own twin, you know, with a brain transplant and, and you know, that kind of, then, then this will really hit home. But it, it is very Absolutely. soap opera-ish. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. It really is. They couldn't um they couldn't have scripted this better if they tried because it yep. just uh you know, we're all we're all I, I wish we could just sit back with our popcorn and enjoy the show, but unfortunately we're all profoundly affected by all of their shenanigans. Yep. So, you know, that's the damn shame of it. But uh speaking of damn shames, we'll we'll move into our next topic. Now I feel a little guilty about this one because I feel like we keep picking on your Chicago. <laughs> This hey, is listen, not the first time. Yeah. Self-inflicted wound, right? I and and it and, and that's exactly what this is, is a self-inflicted wound. And I and I do have tons of 
friends and family, you know, back in the greater Chicagoland area. I do still have some great friends um, and close connections that work in uh, CPD, Chicago Police Department, um, and our first responders in the greater Chicagoland area. And I hear stuff every single day. I kid you not, every day, you know, it's, hey, this is my this is my district or, hey, this is my whatever, you know, this is going on. And it's a new film clip. It's a new and it's a lot of it. I hate to say it is literally people driving by with their phone out the window of their own car. This isn't stuff they're pulling off the news, off of TikTok, off of Instagram. This is like sent direct to me, filmed from their own personal device. And it's stuff that you just can't make up. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. And if uh, you don't know where we're going with this by the by the caption, um, if you don't know, O'Hare International Airport is uh, essentially sheltering. Well, not essentially, literally sheltering hundreds of illegal immigrants. Uh, I think it said mostly from Venezuela, if that matters or not, uh, because they don't have a facility or uh, any place to put them. So they're just piling up there. And I guess they, they're in a shuttle bus center. Uh, they're sleeping on cardboard and they're using the airport bathrooms for all of their needs. Now, the last I checked, airport bathrooms don't have showers. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of layers here. Uh, one, just the the horror of it, really. I mean, just the idea of people yeah. being cattled into and, and crammed into a, a, a small space, a relatively small space for the numbers. Um, you have the, the health and safety issues. I mean, there's a lot here. And talking about, you know, this is yet another city. Uh, another Democrat-run city that's doing the whole open arms, come to us, come to us. Oh, we need federal help now because we can't handle it. So somebody help us. We don't know what to do. And that's that's what's going on. It's awful. And, and, it, and it gets worse than that. I mean, the O'Hare thing is very blatant. It's out there. It's being covered. Um, but it, it's worse than that. Um, again, friends, um, close ties to you know, Chicago area police department, Chicago police department itself. Um, you know, I have heard stories of, um, you know, these, these folks, these, you know, illegal immigrants that have been bust up from Texas, uh, mostly to actually all from Texas. Um, I've, I've heard of them and seen photos of them, homeless encampments. I'm not kidding you right outside the door of police stations, like on the sidewalk in front of the police station. I've heard stories of uh, illegal immigrants ODing inside of police stations, like in police station bathrooms. So they're like you said, at O'Hare, it doesn't you know, there's no facilities or limited facilities. You got people living in tents on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. in front of a police station. They walk into the police station, use the bathroom, shoot up, overdose in a police station. Like that's how out of hand this is getting so very, very quickly. Um, And it's really, you know. Chicago is is I hate to say turning into the next San Francisco, but mm-hmm. that's the direction that it's going, you know, yeah. and and I know we're starting to see some turns. Right. New York, the governor of New York, a turn. I don't know if you heard this one. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing. And I decided to learn more 
about gold IRAs to help me diversify. You know, did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? And gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying. And there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. They have thousands of happy customers. And they are absolute best. They are amazing. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of their retirement portfolios. You need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious about this. So text CONTRA to 68592. Again, text C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. CONTRA to 68592 or go to com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. President Bill Clinton said, this is a non-starter. They have to start earning their way. They have to start paying taxes. They have to get jobs. Bill Clinton, you know, I, I mean, the, the biggest name you and I talked about, you know, name recognition. That's huge. Party, you know, yeah. for him, it's to turn on the party itself and really the direction the party is going um, about open borders and bring them all in and we're going to house them. Um, but you're starting to see the backlash even within the Democratic Party, where everybody is finally coming to the same conclusion that most of us saw coming, um, right. that you we can't, as a nation and as individual cities and states, can't handle the influx. It's the, the infrastructure's not there. The funding's not there. It, it's just a horrible, horrible idea. And truthfully, the plan from the governor of Texas worked to a T exactly the effect he was trying right. to get a hundred percent that it's a home run. It's a grand yeah. slam. It had exactly what he wanted every other state, every other sanctuary city to feel is exactly what's going on and good right. for him. He yeah, hit it. absolutely. He hit it. Yeah. Absolutely. It had to be done uh, because as is typical, they don't care about anything that doesn't affect them personally and immediately. And um, that really was the only way. I mean, because nothing else was working, obviously, you know, not not no. telling I'm not asking for not the videos, not the, you know, the live stream videos uh, of the, the border crossings and the filth and the crime and, and all of the things that were going on. None of that had any effect on because it didn't didn't affect them, didn't matter to them. And yeah. uh, now yeah. that it's in their backyard, you know, now they're all begging for help and and uh, saying enough is enough. And, you know, it's it's a damn shame that that's what it takes to make an obvious point. And, and it, like you said, it has been obvious to the rest of us all along that this is, uh, you know, unsustainable, impractical, and pretty much impossible, uh, along with flat out being unsafe, you know, and uneconomical. I mean, we can go down the list of uns <laughs> probably for the entire episode of all of the things that why this is a bad, bad idea. And, uh, you know, and you could even go into the hypocrisy of, uh, you know, going all the way back to the the COVID mandates and everyone having to be vaccinated and you can't travel. But, you know, we can we can keep those borders open and let undocumented, uh, unvaccinated people in. So, you know, where's where's your, you know, 
balance here. That doesn't make much sense. And it never did to anyone uh, except for except for those Democrats. It, and it's so this is a, a you know, it's a great example. It's a, a, a single issue microcosm, for lack of a better term, of the the coastal blue attitude towards, you know, what's commonly known as the flyover states, right? You know, oh, everything in middle America doesn't exist. It doesn't matter because if it doesn't happen on the coasts, then they don't pay attention to it, whether it was New York, you know, or obviously the entire West Coast um, and because it didn't affect them. Right. So really, it wasn't a real thing. So this is same exact thing. Right. It was only happening in Texas. It was maybe touching a little bit. New Mexico, Arizona, um, Southern California. It wasn't really a big deal. Uh, but it was really hitting Texas hard and they shared the wealth and right. and now it's relevant, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not a Texas problem anymore. It's not a flyover state problem anymore. It's a national problem and it's hitting everyone and it's hitting everyone who never expected it to happen. New York, thousands of miles away from the border, you know, Boston, you're hearing it all over the place and it's all and, and over it's the good. place. Yeah. It's a reality slap. And, you know, as a matter of fact, there are, you know, several other cities, including Boston, there was a few others, too. uh, They all rejected the whole airport sheltering. They said, absolutely not. And uh, Chicago said, no, 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 sure, we can do that. That'll work. Clearly not. Uh, You know, one of my you you maybe remember back uh, around around this time last year when uh, I think it was uh, Governor Abbott and uh, DeSantis both uh, pulled a couple hilarious fast ones. uh, Sent I think uh, DeSantis sent a a whole gaggle of them over to Martha's Vineyard. Remember that? What I wouldn't give for the migrants. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. I'm sorry. What? They're they're here on the island. Like like now. Oh well I, I wouldn't give my, my my home. Um that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We need to find somewhere to send them because they can't stay here. <laughs> Just can't. There's no room here. There's nowhere for them to stay. I we we can barely accommodate ourselves, let alone uh, extra yeah, sure Lasted a whole 48 hours before they yep. got them booted right off. They booted them like yep. McCarthy. And uh, and uh, who was it? Was it Abbott who sent him over to uh, Kamala Harris's house? I, I can't remember who sent him over, but one of them did. Well, one of them did. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. which one it was. But yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's you put it on somebody's doorstep and they're going to notice. Yeah. And that was, you know, uh, absolute intent and absolute intent achieved. So good for them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and as and I'll state the obvious, because somebody is going to jump in and say, you guys are so callous. You're so uncaring. No, the it's the exact opposite. It's because we care enough to want these people to be treated better and treated justly, uh, as well as the people who live here and not have our people burdened by things that we can't handle. Um, these are unsafe situations, not only for Americans, but for these people. You know, you have minors and elderly people that are part of these uh, illegal migrations. Uh, they are completely unprotected in every possible way and unsafe. Yeah. We already know about the the child trafficking and all that's going on with that. This is just another um, way for these things to happen to these people because they're not protected. They're not being they're not documented. They're just here, you know. And, and, and this is not political asylum. 
in the hundreds of thousands, this is not political asylum. Don't let anybody get it sideways. These are people who are moving here, whether, uh, you know, they just want to, whether they are looking for a better life, whether they're being um, paid to, uh, we could go Mm -hmm. down that road, Um, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, this has nothing to do or very, very little to do in the masses of political asylum or safety. It, it's right. it's not, not in the hundreds of thousands. If you're in the thousands, the four digits maybe across all of Central and South America, mm-hmm. okay, right, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But in these numbers, it's not political asylum. Has, that has nothing to do with it. I, you'll never convince me that that's what it is. Because if it was, you'd have governments collapsing. The, the, right. You know, all of these nations that they're coming from, all of them would be collapsing um, if this was really about political persecution and, you know, these people fleeing for their safety and, the, and, and all those things. Those countries would all, it wouldn't just be a bad economy in Venezuela. It would be much, much more than that. And it would be rampant across all of Central and South America. And that's not going on. So right. I don't buy it. No, I don't either. I think they're coming because simply they can and they know a free ride, you know, when they see one. And, um, you know, and I, I, you touched on the, you know, there's, there's some incentives to get them to do what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, all of those things, there's a, there's a lot of layers here and none of it is as simple as, um, but the, the only end answer, the end result to it is it's bad. It's bad for everyone. Everybody. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Even, you know, and you touched on it too. Even those people that do come across and get put on a bus and get shipped up to O'Hare, they're living in unsafe and unsanitary conditions, period, right? They haven't moved for the better. This has not, you know, maybe the only difference is now they are living inside versus outside in a camp sitting on the border between Mexico and Texas. That, right. that That's it. That's the improvement of their life. But in the meantime... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, this is not good for anybody, including no. those people nope. that have come across the border. It's awful. It's it's uh, it's really honestly, I think it's inhumane. Uh, I think it's I think it's cruel. Um, and and I know people are going to say, well, they chose to come over here. Well, I, I agree, but they're still human beings, uh, you know, worthy of dignity and respect. And and the only way that can be done is if things are done the right way. Simple this is as correct. that. Yeah. You know, so. Clay, you and I could just, we could run the country. I, you know, everything is pretty simple, really. I mean, it's it's just all comes down to common sense. (laughs) Could we, yes. Could we, yes. I think with the help of a somewhat decent Congress, I I think we could. Would I want to? I've never shied away from saying no to that job. I, I, you know, even jokingly, people have said it before. Don't you want to run for office? I absolutely do not. I I don't. It's no desire whatsoever. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I don't envy the position uh, at all for anyone. I wouldn't want it either. I, I don't. It's uh, public office has never appealed to me. I've, I've been teased that I should run as well because, but not because of my brains, because of my Kamala impersonations. <laughs> you know, it's you not really, double. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so yeah. it's not really the uh, the pat on the back that I would like for it to be. But uh, same, you know, I remember I remember talking to somebody one time about, um, you know, so I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Mike Rowe is he's yeah. a dirty jobs guy. Uh, yeah. Gosh, he's just such a 
all around likable guy, super smart, has the right uh, attitude and and right, uh, in my opinion, everything. And, and I remember at one point saying, geez, you know, why can't someone like Mike Rowe run for president or anyone similar, you know, just middle of the road, you know, loves America, but is just really balanced about everything. I think everything that he says. And, uh, you know, and the answer somebody said, well, it's because normal people don't want that job. <laughs> they don't want to run for office. Right. They don't want that position. And and I think that's absolutely true. You know, your average American um, doesn't, you do have to be a very certain type of person to want to be able to do that. And it does come with qualities that are not exactly appealing either, you know? Oh, yeah. No, the work environment is, uh, in my opinion, from, you know, at least my assessment is is not is atrocious, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been around enough politicians up close and personal to see the personalities that are that are in those jobs. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine working around those personalities every day. Well, I mean, they only work like 100 days a year. But, you know, to be around them all the time and to be in that environment and that atmosphere all the time, mm-hmm. um, I, I would be the most irritable SOB that anybody in the world would ever want to be around just from the osmosis of it all. I mean, it would just be, you know, just ruin your day every day you get up just to be around that environment, that atmosphere. I nope, no, no. So would like being there make you so disgusted and and not want to be there so badly that I don't know, you would maybe (laughs) pull a fire alarm to get out of there. (laughs) Yes. I, I I would pull it 10 times a day. I, I think uh, Jamal Bowman, Democrat from New York, um, when the 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 uh, continuing resolution bill hit everybody's desk on Saturday, um, the, the uh, assumption or the feeling from a number of folks was that the Republicans were trying to push it through um, because they were running out of time. So there wasn't enough time to review the 70 page bill. Um, so his. His solution to this, to buy time, uh, was to, you know, walk from his office out into the hallway and pull the fire alarm. Let's, um, let's just show that picture one more time. Yeah. You can, right? you can see him at, uh, caught red-handed. Yeah. <laughs> at, at first, there was an explanation that um, he thought it was the button for a door. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a, a locking button of some kind that he, he felt he needed to push. Uh, to to allow him to move through doors that he clearly had never moved through before from his office to the floor, um, whatever. That was the first explanation. That went out yeah. the window right away. Um, and then there was the, uh, he was in a panic. He was in a rush. He wasn't thinking. Um, he and just then, wanted to go yeah. vote so badly. Yeah, so <laughs> badly. In such a hurry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and, it, and it's all garbage. You know, I, I mean, yeah. you know, he's, of course, getting support from the crazy ladies on The View, you know, that, well, I I know him. I don't know if you saw this. I know him and I know that he would never do something that much. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? 
That's right, God Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. Malicious. Sure he would. You know who else does that? Seniors in high school on a spring day when they don't want to yeah. be in school anymore, they pull the fire alarm. Happened at my high school when I was a senior mm-hmm. four times in one afternoon, right? Just didn't <laughs> want to be there. We, kids kept pulling it. And, and you know solution. what happens? The fire department shows up because it's not a drill, right? They right. respond. And, and similarly, the same thing happened. You know, I don't know if the fire department actually showed up. Um, mm-hmm. at the Capitol building, but I know the Capitol police were involved. I know there was an immediate investigation begun to figure out what happened, who did it and why, but now right. you've stressed out all of those first responders. You know that they probably had to clear the building or at least begin to clear the building to, before they determined that it was safe to stay, right? You got staffers in there. You got all those people that you just put through, you know, a, a an unnecessary stress over right. What turned out to be nothing, and I say that because every single Democrat except one supported the continuing resolution. So him Mm. pulling the fire alarm to buy more time meant absolutely zero, nothing. It was a stunt. It was total bullshit, um, irresponsible, and he needs to be held accountable. Yeah. And by the way, it is actually it's a felony uh, charge if that goes forward. Now, do we think it'll go forward? I mean, no you way. know, we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't find out who brought cocaine into the White House. Good point. So, <laughs> Good. Right. I mean, if you can't yes. figure that one out with all the things that you have there, security measures, cameras, stuff, things. If they couldn't come to a conclusion on that, and we all know that obviously they could and did, uh, they dropped it because they needed to drop it. And, uh, you know, so I I have about as high hopes for this as I did for that. But uh, absolutely, it is something, you know, we're laughing about it uh, because it's it's just uh, irony, right? Like, it's just you can't even believe that this again. Yeah. Right. I mean, can't even believe that this is real life, that a grown ass adult <laughs> who is one of our, yeah, a congressman, congressman <laughs> pulled a fire alarm, by the way, and I'm going to put it up there. Uh, by the way, the picture uh, that they showed of the doors, it's very, very clear. This, this is nothing. There was nothing confusing about this door and the signage, because that was one of the things he said to oh, the signage was, uh, you know, not not clear. Um, you know, I mean, we've all been seeing fire alarm, those little red boxes uh, pretty much our whole lives. So I feel like we all know what that is. Yeah, it, it was juvenile. I, I think, you know, one, the the. The people from his district deserve better, but you get what you pay yeah. for, right? They they put him in office, right. they voted him in, so you get what you pay for. Um, and and mm-hmm. you know this is the this is the person that you know they want. Now I, you know I wrote about this earlier when this when this first happened, and I got some 
you know, some snarky responses, you know, some passive aggressive stuff from people saying, oh, yes, well, the integrity of of a candidate matters, you know, and it's a, a veiled reference at President Trump. And and listen, you and I have talked about this before. We, right. we are neither one of us are huge Trump fans for a, a lot yep. of the character flaw type reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not defending him. And at the same time, I absolutely am not defending Jamal Brown for the same reasons. This right. is a character flaw as a person. Um, yes. Has nothing to do with his political motivations, has nothing to do with anything else. It was a weak, weak attempt um, to to delay something that he was unprepared to to vote on. I don't know if he really felt that pressured. I don't know if it was an excuse. I don't know if it was stress made up in his mind. But his mm-hmm. reaction to it as an elected official was weak sauce, just yeah. weak. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, you touched on something that is like one of the the biggest bones of contention with me, contention with me these days. And it's that whole yeah, but Trump thing that that for every single thing, if you say if you point out, it's not just say if you point out a factual occurrence, a thing that a Democrat or a liberal or or anyone on the left does or did. Their immediate response is, well, yeah, but Trump, blah, 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 you know, where whatever they want to fill in the rest of the blank with. And it, it, I'll tell you, it actually infuriates, it enrages me because it is so stupid, first of all. So you're basically saying that, okay, we're going to allow and excuse and justify this person's bad behavior because this person's bad behavior. I mean, that is literally the stupidest thing. I've ever heard. I mean, that's like the, you know, the only thing I can think of, it reminds me of the whole, like, if your friends jumped off a, a bridge, would you jump off too? You know, like, I mean, really, how are you justified? Bad behavior is bad behavior, period. And, you know, and the second part of that message is also piggybacks on what you just, uh, on what you just said. Um, stop assuming that I'm a, I'm a Trumpster, you know, I'm a Trumplican, all those things. I mean, I don't care if you assume whatever the hell you want, but you're assuming wrongly. And you know what they say about when you assume it makes a, you know, we all know the saying, um, but yeah, you know, it's obnoxious, it's petty and it's childish. And it's because you don't have a response. It's because you don't have any, any type of actual comeback or explanation or real justification for bad behavior and uh, they need to suck it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's a one, it's a weak argument. Like you said, it's yeah. non substantive. There's no substance to the, to the argument of yeah, but Trump, it, it holds no, there's no backing there. It holds no weight. Um, and then, and then the associated um, or association that every single conservative is a Trump supporter. I understand right. it. We've said it. His base is big and it's mm-hmm. deep and it's very, yeah. very loyal. Right. But that's not everybody. And right. just because you are a conservative doesn't mean you're a Trump fan. I, I mean, right. you know, I, I'm not going to say really what that it's a stereotype is, mm-hmm. is what it is. It's it's profiling. Let's right. turn the tables a little bit. It's mm-hmm. profiling. Right. And we've all yes. come to the conclusion that even though. Um, profiling actually works and every cop will tell you and every mm-hmm. military guy will tell you that profiling works. Like we nabbed a lot of terrorists that way. And I know that your husband is a law enforcement guy, right? There's a lot of criminals that get caught because of profiling because it right. works. 
Um, mm-hmm. We've all decided that as a society, profiling is bad. Um, but that's exactly what they're doing, right? It's a stereotype. It's a profile. Exactly. Conservative must be a Trump supporter. You've right. got a red hat in your closet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's garbage. Um, it is. And it is insulting for a lot of us that just that assumption, yeah. the blind assumption being made about you um, is, is um, you know, that you're, you're a Trump supporter, Trump addict, Trumpite, Trumplican, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there's a whole long um, list of them, it's right? Not us. <laughs> you know, it's not everybody. Right. And, and I'll tell you what, and I was, you know, in the, in the early stages of of this whole Trump train, um, you know, for as much as I had misgivings about him, it was those people. And this is what they, they, you know, they have, um, the, the opposite effect of what they think they're going to have. You know, they think they're shaming people and, um, making them cower. And, and they did for some, uh, there's a lot of closet, Trump supporters, you know, back in the day that would never say it out loud, but they just said it with their vote. I actually got a big kick out of, you know, wearing the hats or wearing the shirt just to rile them up. But yeah. then, it gets to, then it gets to a point where you're like, all right, you know what? I, I can't join in on the pettiness. I have, I have to, I kind of have to step above this here and, and, uh, you know, just, stand on um, convictions and truths and reality and not just hype and propaganda and all of the things. And I, and I think that's a trap that a lot of people have gotten into these like diehard Trump supporters. Um, I think they've kind of lost sight of a lot of things, you know, and they can't, they can't, you know, they've got the blinders on and they can't see or, or tolerate anything negative being said about I'll lo- we'll lose followers just for saying anything negative about Trump. You know, people get so diehard uh, about it, but you know uh, my feeling is, is I I'm for this country, not for any particular person. So, and we talked about this last time, whoever yep. is going to, you know, uh, pray to God, whoever can represent this country and, and us as a, as a people um, that's who would get my vote. And and that's it. And that could be Trump. That might be Trump. Not ruling him out. And, no, and you can't because right. you know we we we've said it. You know, but but uh, you know, speaking of very you know not appealing Trump activities and potential uh, suitors to fill the White House. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah, Nikki Haley in a birdcage. I mean, talk to uh, me. Tell me. Yeah. And, you know, and and this whole story actually kind of makes me want to take back my maybe Trump (laughs) because it's it's so it's so petty. It's so childish. It's so stupid and embarrassing. I, I think that's like the word for it. Honestly, the whole episode is just uh, another episode of Maury Povich, you know, and um I mean, just come on, man. Really? The whole thing is an embarrassment and a distraction, really, from from everything that is uh, uh, real and what's going on in the room. By the way, for anybody who hasn't seen it or doesn't know the story. So uh, Donald Trump um, referred on on Truth Social, referred to Nikki Haley as uh, a bird brain. Uh, And he called her this because he's mad at her because she, according to him, she promised him that he, she was not going to run against him and now she's running against him. And now she is, you know, now she's bad news. And now, now we start with the, 
the childish name calling. So then what happened was uh, apparently Nikki Haley uh, got to her hotel suite to find, uh, I'll show it again, uh, this. It's a birdcage, as you can see, and uh, it's from the Trump campaign, supposedly. Now, there's so many, uh, I guess we have to use the word allegedly. Are we Are we still using allegedly? I don't know. Um, allegedly, the Trump sure. campaign took credit for it. And they're saying, yeah, because the uh, reporter from, uh, I think it's like the messenger or something, uh, Mark something rather. I'm sorry, Mark, I don't remember your last name, but uh, he he says he got a message from someone in the Trump campaign that said, you know, basically said, hey, make sure you cover this. We we want this out there. <laughs> and it's out there. It's out there. And of course, Nikki Haley put it out there as well. And she got some backlash. Uh, there were quite a few people on, on her thread there uh, accusing her of uh, fabricating the story for, you know, attention or sympathy or whatever. I, you know, I, I'm doing my homework on her. I'm trying to learn more about her. Um, do I think, do I honestly think she would fabricate that? I, I kind of think not, but, and it definitely seems like something Trump and the Trump campaign would do, right? I think, you know, um, time will tell um, because this one, not that it should or shouldn't go away, but I, I'm sure it won't go away. Um, what'll come out very quickly is if, if it is, or has been fabricated, you know, there'll be some confirmation or denial that'll happen in the next, I don't know, 72 hours or so, because then it will, you know, move its way out of the news cycle. It will go away, but we'll get some resolution. I think shortly, I have a hard time believing that, um, you know, that her, anyone from her campaign from, you know, would, would fabricate something like this. Um, and, and oh, by the way, you know, Chris Christie, you know, whiffed on the whole Donald Duck thing, right? We, mm -hmm. we all, you know, um, and he's become a laughing stock because of it. Yes. You know, his face has become a meme. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. You know, or, and, you know, and it's that old, you know, he's got that weird look on his face. And, oh, um, that and, you guy. Know, President, you know, President Trump went after him and said, listen, anybody who would come up with this nickname shouldn't even be running for president. You know, and then he turns around and he calls, you know, Nikki Haley a bird brain. Um, very unoriginal um, and and truthfully just weak. Um, I mean, he, I, I don't like the name calling. I think it's beneath, you know, mm -hmm. our, our national level leadership, but he used to be at least pretty good at it. Um, right. <laughs> bird brain's not bird in his top brain. 10. I mean, she's, you know. Methods, uh, yeah. The but, woman is anything but a bird brain. And, right. uh, you know, and didn't he appoint her to uh, a UN yes. ambassador? I mean, so come on. So you're saying, you know, you're essentially saying, I'm so stupid that I would I would put uh, a bird brain in in a position of, uh, of power and authority and, and representation of the United States. So that's you know, it's it really is a reflection on him in yeah. many ways saying something so absurd. And uh, she's obviously an extremely bright woman. And, um, you know, it's just embarrassing. It's just an embarrassing thing. Yeah. and. And really, in my opinion, I think what it does is I, I think he tipped his hat. I think he just showed that he sees her as a true threat, um, you know, because why yeah. else would he waste his time? You know why? And, and especially if she's somebody that could have, you know, potentially if he were to get the nomination, potentially be a running mate. I mean, because if that were the case, that's somebody I would probably probably maybe it's too soon for me could see. We'll put it that way. Could see as a running mate. 
uh, for VP. And, you know, who knows? They all, yeah. they all manage to forgive each other very quickly. Look at Kamala Harris yeah. and, and Biden, you know. Yeah, exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, this could this could be any one of a number of things from 100% false to 100% true and then become 100% irrelevant in in equally, you know, quickly quick amount of time. Um, you know, if it turns out that President Trump does get the nomination from the Republican Party, you know, for him to turn around and go, ha ha, bird brain, just kidding. You know, how do you want, you want to be my vice president? <laughs> yeah, a, a totally plausible. Um, right. And and wouldn't surprise me even a little bit if that happened. Same. Um, but but I think you're right in saying that this is a little bit of an acknowledgement that she is a viable candidate. And I think mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm I think I'm more a little bit more of a Nikki Haley fan than you are. Um, but I I think you know I think she is a and I think President Trump just acknowledged that she is a viable contender. Um, to at least maybe when it gets down to the last two or three, it would be him, her, and and somebody else, DeSantis right. probably, you know, at the end game. Um, but but for sure, I think he's he's at least acknowledged that she is someone that he is keeping tabs on, and mm-hmm. and is even maybe a little bit concerned about. Yeah, there's um, uh, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of you, but there's uh, some polls that put her. Um, I mean, obviously, no one, no one's actually near Trump. Uh, it's you know, kind of been between DeSantis and and Nikki, and some polls have her ahead of DeSantis, and of course, uh, a poll that's uh, backed by the DeSantis team puts him up higher. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's really hard to go by any of those things. We know that they have, uh, you know not had the best track record, especially when it comes to anything to do with Trump. Um, so, you know, I mean, she, I think she definitely is one to watch and, and, uh, you are right. Um, I'm not, I'm not quite on team Nikki yet. There are things I like about her. Um, and the things that I do, so here's what I don't, it's not that I don't like it about her. It's that I'm not sure how to take it with her. Um, I'm afraid that she will kind of blow whichever way the wind blows. I mean, she's because she's kind of done that on Trump. She was very Trump, very not Trump. Luke water Trump. Definitely not. You know, there was a lot of flip flopping there. I feel like, and it seemed to go with whatever the, the crowd that she needed influence with was saying. So that I don't like about her now. There's a flip side to that, that maybe, you know, we have, we've talked about it in the last episode. We talked about uh, being sick and tired of the division, the being their side and our side, your side, my side, tired of it. We want a unifier. Um, can Nikki Haley be a unifier? Uh, maybe she can, but I, I do need to see more from her. What are your, uh, what are your, what are your pros and cons on her? The number one thing I look at with her and the reason I think that, you know, she is the, she is the most appealing candidate. I think she has, I, in my opinion, a better chance of beating as good a chance of beating President Biden as President Trump does. I don't think mm. that any of the rest of the Republican candidates do. DeSantis, Vivek, certainly not Pence. You know, I, I don't think any of the rest of that crowd has a legitimate shot at beating President Biden. I, I think mm-hmm. she does. 
Um, and for a number of reasons. One, I, I think out of the entire Republican um, you know, field that exists right now, she's the only actual diplomat, right? There's a difference between being a politician and being a diplomat. And being the president requires diplomacy. You know, you have a secretary of state that does diplomacy for you. You have other, you know, cabinet members that do that. But you as the president are a diplomat and have diplomatic responsibilities. She, her experience as the ambassador to the UN provided that diplomatic experience. Um, And some people, you know, see that as bending which way the wind blows. Um, Some people see it as, you know, the... The world doesn't exist in black and white, right? Mm -hmm. Everything has a shade of gray to it. And Mm -hmm. a diplomat learns to operate inside the gray as opposed to the hard left, hard right, black and white kind of world that or or really the state that our nation's in right now. Um, So I think she has the ability to navigate those things uh, more so than any of the rest of the candidates, right? They're all selling themselves right now as, you know, hard on this, hard on that. This is it. Mm-hmm. You know, can't, I'm not wavering, blah, 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 blah. And they're all trying to be a bunch of hard asses. And and at times you need to be a hard ass. No question sure. about it. Every president has had to draw a line in the sand, literally, figuratively. You have to do that. But 99% of the time, that's not the requirement. The requirement mm-hmm. is somewhere in the gray. And I think she has the capability and the experience to do that. And the other candidates just don't. I think she'll be better for the country, but I think she's more electable than Vivek, than Scott, than Pence, than any of the rest of them, um, because she's going to appeal to a wider base. Um, And, and, you know, she's going to get a higher percentage female vote. You know, she is of Mm -hmm. Indian descent, right? She is a, right. a an ethnic minority, right? So that that plays into it too. Because listen, let's be honest, there are people mm-hmm. that will vote that. Yes, absolutely. No yep, question. we know that. We know that for certain that, yeah, you know. Not speculation. Um, people will That's vote that. that way. Right. And, and so she draws those votes in. And those are a lot of people. There are a lot of people in those demographics that are never Trumpers. Right. They just yeah. will not do it. Um, so I, I think that's why I sit with her as a Republican candidate. I think mm-hmm. she's the most viable, the most electable um, outside of President Trump. You know, the only one that has the ability to beat President Biden, you know, heads up. And, and that's why I like her, because she is electable. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can see all that. I, I see I see great potential for that possibility. I, You know, so here's my tough part, you know, I have been, uh, as, as the governor of Florida, I have been a huge, uh, DeSantis fan for the whole time. I mean, I've, I would have moved to that state in a second. If my husband would just retire, I could, we could have been there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I truly, truly loved the idea of him running, but running in 2024. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted him to stay in Florida longer. I felt like it would be a much better uh, situation all around. And, um, you know, so there's still part of me that has that, that DeSantis love. So I, I don't know. 
I just, I don't know. I, I want to see how things play out. I see potential for Nikki. I, I honestly believe out of everybody that we're talking about, uh, as far as these um, uh, potential candidates uh, or candidates, I think it is going to be between DeSantis and Haley. And of course, they're going to be a, a distant second and third uh, from Trump. But I think they're the only ones with a possibility of contending at all. Yeah, and, and again, I, I'm not really hating on DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Um, I as based on his role as governor, I, I mean, Florida's a great place to be, you know. And he's he has done a bang up job as a governor. Unfortunately, that doesn't always translate to being president. Sure. It, it just it doesn't, right? And I know that people are going to turn around and go, "Well, you you know, Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton, <laughs> and, you know." And there's plenty of examples where governors could make that leap. Mm-hmm. But those days are not these days, right? That the, the country is in a very different place um, now than it was 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, you know, and, and I don't think it translates as well from back then to now. Um, again, bang up job as a governor. Florida's a great place to be. Their economy's awesome. They held out well during COVID. Uh, but I just don't see him as being able to carry that forward, you know, as into the White House and to, to try and run the country the same way. I don't think it translates. And and right. I think that's kind of where you and I, you know, just, you know. Are yeah, there's, there's, there's where the, the roads diverge a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, li- I like his toughness, um, his, you know, and I know there's people that, that have a problem with that um, and see it as, you know, maybe I've actually heard people say borderline dictatory type of thing. I just made a new word. You you like it? Dictatory? <laughs> new word. New word. <laughs> Sounds like an appetizer at a potluck party. Sounds delish. Dictatory. Yeah. Dictatory. Um, yeah. You know, and I could see where that could be very off-putting for people. Um, you know, I happen to like that, that strength line and, um, you know, that get it done-ness of his. Uh, I find that very appealing. I'd like to maybe see, I guess I'd like to see maybe a little bit more fire from, from Nikki, just a little more fire from her. Fair criticism. I don't know. And I, and listen, I'm the first one to say I could be, I could be dead wrong on that. Um, you know, she is, uh, like I said, I, I'm going to give her all her pros. I mean, she is, uh, she is a solid conservative. I don't think she is wishy-washy on that at all. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things I do like about her. I just, I need to see a little bit more before I get on, on team, team Nikki, <laughs> but on my, right. my hashtag team Nikki shirt. <laughs> yeah. We've only got a year to, to deal with this. You're, yeah, you're going to get, exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen. I think so. And it's going to change, right. It's going to change yeah. so many times, right. It's, it's, ex- yeah. it's exhausting in that way. You know, by the time we get to that point, we are, we have, uh, um, we just have exhaustion from it all. And and there's only like, you know, three or four more, um, you know, Trump lawsuits that we've got to deal with, you know, that'll affect all of this. There's, you know, obviously everything going on with Hunter Biden, which is going to, you know, lead, we just had the impeachment inquiry. Right. So that's going right. on. Like there's a million things that are going to happen between now and next November. Um, but, you know, Here's where we stand right now. You've got your favorite. I've got my favorite. And we'll, we'll see how the horses run. And, you know, a year from now, we'll, one of us, 
maybe, <laughs> maybe one of us will be right. Maybe not, but uh, that's where we're at right now. That is where we're at. All right, guys, we're going to leave you off on that note. Feel free to chime in and tell us who your who your uh, front contender is right now. If you even have one, let us know too. If uh, if you're feeling like you don't like any of them, <laughs> that could be very much the case. So uh, let us know. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We love chatting with you guys. And uh, we will see you all on the next episode. Clay, you want to close it out for us? Hey, as always, a blast. And and they keep, we don't even ask for topics. They just find their way to our desktops. And here's where we sit. So, you know, we'll be back again doing it next week. And uh, as always, for me, keep moving, keep shooting. Take it easy, guys. Hey everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died, taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now.